JBFE Studios is the Jade Motel Football Experience. And now here's your host, Jake Botel. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everybody in between, welcome back to another episode of the Jake Botel Football Experience. An absolute bloody pleasure to have your company as we look ahead to our Thursday night football preview for week two, our picks and previews mini episode can't wait to lock on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Just a mouthwatering uh, Thursday night football matchup. Ladies and gentlemen, superstars on each side of the ball. Uh, roll up, roll up, get your tickets to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. And joining me to preview and pick this game. That's the essential part. Not just the preview, but the pick. Got to get the pick in. It's the one and only. The bearded wonder from down under. It's Minnesota. Jack, how are you, Minnesota? I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to preview. I'm also ready to pick. So it's sort of good I'm here for this episode. You're, you're a man uniquely skilled. Bringing the previews, bringing the picks. Uh, built for the task. It's kind of like one of those, you know, 80s action movies, sort of predators. We're in the chopper, ready to descend into the jungle. To bring the listener the bountiful picks and previews. And, and this is like a little sweetener. You know, dear listener, that the mother load of picks and previews is coming uh, in a few days. The big one where we go through all the Sunday games, all the Monday games, everything for you. All the picks and previews with myself, Minnesota, and the great Oakley human, David Vaughan. But today we're just flying uh, too wide here sort of a two tight end set maybe because obviously mm. Jack and I are of the body types to play tight end. Um, if we were to ever take to the gridiron, absolutely. I, that bit's that bit I'm up for. I'll put on the weight, <laughs> get some pancakes in me. Uh, David, who is doing all sorts of things, just a busy, busy man, mm. an, an Uber professional at everything he does. Uh, whether it's composing, leading drum lines, teaching, picking and previewing. He can do it all. He's but a beast. He is an absolute beast. But we're just going to do two, the two of us, just the two of us today. And David has sent in his pick and his confidence point investments, yes. which I'm going to address... I'm going to address on the Sunday, uh, on the uh, Sunday picks and previous show is uh, where are our confidence points at? How did we all fare in the picks? And also our team draft. Going to address that as well. A lot of things to keep track of this season. A lot of balls in the air. So let's get to it. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Both teams going into this Thursday night football 0-1. So someone's going to get off the canvas in Thursday night football. I'll tee this one up and then we'll get your thoughts, your, your previews and your picks, Jack. The Bengals were competitive 
in a rock fight of a game against the LA Chargers last week. And while Joe Burrow, Showtime Joe, showed flashes and perhaps more than flashes late, they were ultimately cost an opportunity to win the game by an AJ Green offensive pass interference call and then a botched 31-yard field goal attempt by Randy the Cramps Bullock to take the game to overtime. The Browns were comprehensively dismantled by the Baltimore Ravens in their first game of the season. Last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson, passing for 275 yards and three TDs while rushing for 45 yards on seven carries. These two sides split their games last season, Minnesota. The Browns winning the first contest as Nick Chubb, I've written wished for. He didn't just wish for, he went and rushed for as well. (laughs) Made good on his wishes. Rust for 106 yards at 7.1 yards per carry, while the Bengals, on the back of a 162-yard two-touchdown rushing game from Joe Mixon, return the favor, 33-23, to the second time of asking, as Baker Mayfield threw three touchdowns to go with three interceptions in a losing side. In fact, Baker struggled pretty handily last season against the Bengals, completing just 23 of 51 passes for three touchdowns and five interceptions against Cincinnati in 2019. So what's going to happen in 2020? A little bit of injury and, or rather uh, waiver free agency, you know, transaction news. Cincinnati is set to claim Browns kicker Austin Seibert off waivers. Cody, the double doink parky was brought in by the Browns to replace Seibert. And now Seibert will have the chance to win the Bengals kicking job against Randy, the cramps Bullock and kick against his former side on Thursday Night Football. Revenge apocalypse of the kickers! Jack, what are your thoughts initially on this game? Mm-hmm. So, I didn't watch the Ravens game. I just saw the result and went, yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I thought it was going to go. Um, but I did watch the, the Bengals game. I watched the 40-minute compressed version. Um, did you weep afterwards? Was- there, there was a small tear. Small tear went down the cheek. Very, uh, very saddening. <laughs> but I think that is actually going to help the Bengals going into this game. Because I think after their game, Cincinnati is thinking, you know what? We were right there. We were so close. We just couldn't get over the top. But there are a lot of things that worked. I think coming out of the Ravens game, the Browns are deflated coming out of a really, really poor performance. Yes, against one of the best teams in the NFL, but still a very poor performance. So I think coming into this game, one is going to be really sad and depressed, and the other is going to be really fiery and ready to get their first win, mainly from Joe Burrow, who I feel like he feels like he was robbed of his he was uh, first win. He was robbed. I should say it with certainty. He was robbed. It was put it on the Wikipedia page. Joe Burrow. Because isn't it? It's Daddy Bengals. It's so unlikely. It's so unlikely for um, first round picks to win their first game. I I understand is the stat that they keep bringing up. I forget what it is, but it would have been a real statement for Joe Burrow to win that, and he was so close. And the kicker just went, "No, I'm just gonna have a cramps." And just miss it, miss it by 20 meters. So I think the Bengals are coming into this one up and about, and the Browns are just crawling their way in, tears down their eyes, 
not coming out of their nose. I don't think they're coming. <laughs> ugly out of crying. Nose, but yeah, ugly crying. <laughs> and you don't even like feel bad for them. You're kind of looking. You don't want to look at them. Get out of Whereas my sight, Bengals, peasants. Uh, they, they they look they look good. They look good. I want to see them come out firing. I think the one thing to keep in mind is that I I think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback on a bad team. I don't think he's a great quarterback on a bad team because I think great <laughs> quarterbacks can sort of elevate themselves beyond the rest of the offense. Um, so I don't think he's that good, but I think he's a good quarterback. So what that means for the Bengals is that this isn't a surefire win. They still need to fight for it because if the right elements come together, the Browns can play well against the Bengals. We saw it last year, obviously without Joe Burrow, but still it's not a surefire win that I think the Bengals just coming in ready to go and the Browns are ready to not go. Essentially they're ready to stay my, in the, my, the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> my, my, uh, uh, one quick aside, uh, Randy Bullock, right? Your name is Randy Bullock. You were Randy Bullock and you got cramps when you kicked those things. Like, come on the name. It can't get any yeah. more masculine. I'm Randy Bullock. Randy the Cramps Bullock. I was so disappointed. It was all set up. I mean, like I, I was disappointed, one, that they elected to kick it in the first place. Seven seconds on the board. Roll the dice. Come on. Showtime Joe. He'd done it. He, he'd overcome. Look, I, I'm not, you know, I said earlier that they were ultimately cost an opportunity to win the game by an AJ Green pass, you know, an offensive pass inference and then the botched field goal. You know, all of that sort of overlooks the fact that Joe Burrow threw a horrific shovel pass interception, um, mm. you know, on, on the on the drive before. And Joe Mixon, I believe, fumbled the ball and turned it over on the drive before that. Uh Burrow, you know, for, for, for large stretches of the game, uh, clearly was adjusting to the speed of the NFL and the speed of, holy crap, how fast do I have to think when my offensive line is made out of wet tissue paper? Um, you know, like, it's going to be a long year in that division. If that's, the, if that's how they can protect him from the pass rush, it's going to be a long year in the AFC North. But what was frustrating is he showed. We talked about this on the Picks and Previews show. I said, there's going to be a drive where you see him put it together, where you see what he can do. David went a step further and said, not only do I think that, he's going to take them on the game-winning drive. And that's I had that echoing in my head. Um, mm. As they drove down the field, as he started to zip those passes in and manage the clock and drive them down the field, and then he, he gets the touchdown pass. He hits AJ Green for that touchdown. And it gets called back for pass, uh, offensive pass interferences. I thought the call was there. It, it was there to be had. But you yeah. still got seven seconds. Like, yeah, run a play. Don't you go for the yeah. win? It felt like you had all the momentum. And, and I guess that's, you know... I don't know. As he lined up for that kick, I, I had a bad feeling. I really thought that the football mm-hmm. gods were with the Bengals um, as they drove down the field there. And I, I thought if they had the onions to put it out there and, and, and go for it for the win, I think fortune might've favored the brave there. 
I guess in hindsight, if they if they don't if they go for it and they don't get it, everyone goes, "Why didn't you just keep the field goal, take it overtime?" I don't know. I I felt really disappointed. I feel sorry for Randy Bullock too because he has been a pretty decent kicker for for a, for the Bengals, but um, that it was just a bad one. The, the, the cramps uh, seemed to come out at a very convenient time after he's shanked the, the which it was never close that field goal attempt. No. Um, completely got messed up. <laughs> so, what do you think? I, I was I was pretty impressed with Joe Burrow for the most part. I thought he was dealing with a lot. That Chargers um, defense, even without Derwin James, uh, is not to be trifled with. And and Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa made life difficult for him. He, but he ultimately went twenty three or thirty six for one hundred and ninety three yards. With the interception, but he also had eight rushes for 46 yards at 5.8 yards per carry with a touchdown. I, I really think there's signs that Burrow can take what he did in college and bring it to the NFL. What, what did you think watching him? I, I was pleasantly impressed. I wasn't blown away, mm. uh, but th- that's to be expected. Like it's, It would be a surprise if he came out and put together a six touchdown performance and 400 yards. Like no one was realistically expecting that. So given everything that you just said of like how porous that offensive line was and Joe Bosa and that defense, given all that, I think he put together a pretty solid first game performance, some issues, but a lot of good things to, to work on for, for the rest of the season. Um, so for that to be his first game, no preseason games coming in and, and to have that sort of a performance, I think he's pretty good because he's only going to get better as he gets more experience with that team and just more experience in the NFL. He's going to get better. Um, so I, I, I was quite impressed. Um, and then going back to the field goal thing, not to make Randy Bullock feel even, even worse, but, but I do think that, sort of like you said before, there are so many realities where it does or doesn't work. Either they go for it with seven seconds left and, you know, there's an incompletion or an interception or whatever, and then they lose. Yes, that's a reality where we go, why didn't you just kick the field goal? But there's also the other reality of, well, maybe it was a good thing to try and kick the field goal, not just for the team, but for Joe Burrow. Imagine the scenario where they, okay, they say to Joe Burrow, we're not going to go for it here. We're just going to kick the field goal. It's a chip shot. It's easy. And he gets it. They get the field goal. It's time to go to overtime. Bengals win the toss. Going off of that uh, momentum and confidence goes down and does a game-winning drive in overtime and throws a touchdown. Like that, I feel like, is a scenario we totally could have seen. So I can see the Bengals coaching staff going, we're just going to kick the field goal because we trust Joe Burrow to go down and score for us in overtime. And if we don't win the toss, the Chargers haven't been that good on offense either, I would say, even worse. So I think it was just unlucky that the kick was just awful. One of the worst kicks I've seen. Um, and not even just by uh, talent, like he got a cramp or whatever happened to his leg. I feel like if that didn't happen, he would have kicked it. So I think it was just very unlucky for, for Joe Burrow because if they had won that, I feel like we'd be singing the praises of Burrow even more than we sort of already are, which is that he did a really good job. 
But I think to get the win would have just put him over the top and went, this is, this kid is going to do really well. I think we still need to wait and see for that sort of, uh, that really, that really good, good performance and a win from him. I, I, I'm specifically talking about this matchup. I'm, I'm nervous for the Bengals, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that that Chargers offense is very conservative with Terod Taylor. Uh, the concerning thing for me for the Bengals is that Eckler sort of, he didn't have a great game, but still ended up with 19 carries for 84 yards. Rookie Joshua Kelly, who I was very high on uh, coming out of the draft, uh, had 60 rushing yards off 12 carries with a touchdown. So they combined for 144 on the ground. And over the course of the game, they really started to run the ball uh, on on Cincinnati. The, the Bengals allowed 155 rushing yards on the ground. What concerns me is that Cleveland, despite their, their issues in week one, rushed for 138 yards against the Ravens. Mm. I'm worried that Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt are going to have a field day against this Bengals lineup. The Browns have run a lot of two tight end sets. I think they're going to be able to maybe push uh, that Bengals defensive line around a bit and run the ball well. I think if they start running the ball well, that opens up a lot of things for Baker Mayfield with the pass. Now, what I actually, I probably feel more confident of the Bengals to be able to protect Burrow a bit, even with Miles Garrett uh, in the game for, for the Browns. I, I think the Chargers had that two-pronged attack with Melvin Gordon and, and Joey Bosa and a number of other guys playing really well. I think they'll be able to, I hope they'll be able to protect him a little bit better. But they need Joe Mixon to step up in a big way. Now, Mixon ended up with 69 yards on 19 carries for no score. They need more out of him. That was only sort of 3.3 yards per carry. The rookie needs his running back to, to, to come in and, and put up closer to that hundred yards a, a game and more like that four and a half yards per carry. Cause that's going to take some of that pressure off him. It's going to be able to set up yeah. more stuff for him to do with the pass. I think we need to get down to it, Minnesota. I think we need to get down to our picks. I know you've got yours now. Now David has sent his in. He believes Bengals comfortably. And he's going to put seven confidence points into it. As much as I'll be barracking and rooting for our American listeners, barracking for our Aussie listeners, rooting for our American listeners, uh, I'm going to be taking the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think there is a talent disparity here. Uh, There is too much talent on that team for me, for them not to work out a way to win here. If they don't, alarm bells, Cleveland's fans. If you if you walk away 0-2 after the Ravens and the Bengals, alarm bells, because this could be another Freddie Kitchens situation. This could be another we haven't found the guy situation. Uh, it, again, week one overreactions, week two overreactions, whatever. But I'd be concerned if you can't find a way to beat the Bengals. They only put up 13 points last week. Did not look impossible to stop by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think there should be some, there'll be a little bit of heat creeping into that building because it's already a volatile situation in Cleveland. 
This is going into what the third season where they're meant to be good, where they've made trades, they've made big trades, they've got big personalities. And as much as Bacon Mayfield says he's not going to talk and he's going to be about the football, great. Better back it up on the field uh, because it looked like the same stuff from last season. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., three catches on 10 targets last Mm. week. Like, it's a powder keg of personalities in that locker room. They need this win big time. And if they don't get it, you can see a situation where a season could come off the rails pretty quickly. Um, Especially in like a COVID era where these guys aren't, you know, really going to be going out and blowing off steam anywhere. Uh, The the Browns need this. I think they'll get it. Like I say, I'm going to be rooting for for Joey uh, Showtime and the Bengals to get it done. But I, I just see the Browns having a little too much talent. I can see sort of a... 28, 17, 31, 17 sort of tight win for the Browns. And I think it'll be built on the back of big running performances from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to put five confidence points in it. Mm. Over to you. I think you're right on the money. Uh, I'm going with the same confidence points, but for the Bengals. So I'm Mm -hmm. giving five confidence points to the Bengals. I think... I think it's going to be closer than I want. What I want is for the Bengals <laughs> to come out and have a, an offensive performance that's unbelievable and a great defense. Like you, you want to see them, they're the underdogs, right? You want to see them play really well. Um, but I think you, you're right in that the Browns are a team where Madden says they make the Super Bowl six times in a row, according to <laughs> my Madden franchise, but they just can't do it in real life. They have the talent that's there and on paper, they should really put together some good wins, but they just can't do it. So for me, that's why I'm going with the Bengals is because yes, on paper, the Browns should win. I've got to go off previous experience and the Browns don't, they haven't been good for a while and neither of the Bengals, but one team put together a better week one performance and, and that's the Bengals. And I know the Browns are against the Ravens, but still, it was very, very disappointing and they did not show any signs to me that they were going to be exponentially better. But you're right, that 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 running by the Browns, that, that might kill the Bengals. But uh, I think it's going to be close. I'm not very confident, hence the five confidence points. But I think the Bengals, I'm, I'm more confident that they're going to put together a better performance than the Browns. I'm just, I'm not convinced at this stage. I hope you're right because I'd love to see Showtime Joe win. Uh, I, I would. The Browns need this win, so it's going to be a fascinating contest. So to recap, we've got David taking the Bengals comfortably is his description. Uh, seven confidence points invested invested there. I've got the Browns something like a thirty-one to seventeen point victory built on the back of a really big running night for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Got five confidence points on it, and Jack has taken the Cincinnati Bengals with five confidence points, but in a tight one. Speaking of tight, mm. I won I my... probably would go... <laughs> yep. I'd probably Give us a go score. 28-24 Bengals way. I think it's going to be really close, but not super low scoring like we saw last week. Yeah, Entertaining. I like that. Mm. that if that's a, that'll be an entertaining one. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, tight margins, I uh, won my first fantasy game this week by... 0.88 indeed, indeed. points less than a point 
would like for us to do it a little more comfortably uh, this week, but we'll see how we go. We'll have our full week two picks and previews show coming into your podcast app of choice (laughs) very, very shortly. We're going to be recording that. We're going to pull a late shift. Minnesota Jack and I yeah. normally normally David pulls the evening shift in the US and we we do it on a morning time Australian but we're going to be putting on the coffee late and staying up talking football mm-hmm. past midnight uh, and then we'll get that to you guys ASAP so you can have all of our picks and previews for this full slate of Sunday and Monday football for NFL week 2 Minnesota it's been great to have you on the podcast again always enjoy your company Thank and you. Lots and lots of fun. And uh, until next time, guys, you've been great. We've been reasonable. It's the JBFE. Thanks so much for listening. for joining us on the Jake Botel Football Experience. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Jake Botel Football Experience and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, we invite you to support the JBFE on Patreon and you'll receive additional exclusive bonus content. Thank you again for joining us at the JBFE.